0: We'd like to thank our friends at Sleep Number for sponsoring the Thrive Global podcast. Sleep Number is changing the way we sleep with our latest beds, the Sleep Number 360 smart beds. They automatically adjust on each side. To keep you sleeping comfortably all night, discover the difference at sleepnumber.com thrive. Hello and welcome to the Thrive Global podcast on iHeartRadio. I'm so excited about my guest today. Our relationship with technology and how it affects our well-being is one of the core issues of our mission here at Thrive. And that conversation has changed profoundly in just the last year, which was actually right around the 10th anniversary of the iPhone. People have become much more aware of the presence of technology in their lives and how it's affecting us, and there's been growing desire to take control of that technology in our everyday life. So it was huge news when Apple launched a group of software features called Screen Time, which helps users monitor how much time they are spending on their phones, what they're doing with that time, and set personal limits for particular apps if they so choose. There are also features to allow parents to set control for their children's screen time. This is a real milestone. Apple is unique in its ability to both tap into the zeitgeist and lead it at the same time. So I'm thrilled to be able to talk about screen time, about Apple, and about our relationship with technology with Greg Joswick, Vice President of iPod, iPhone, and iOS product marketing. I said Greg, but he's really known as Jaws, so don't get confused. Jaws, welcome to the Thrive Global podcast.
1: Thank you. It's awesome to be here.
0: So when people talk about phone addiction, addiction being a word that has obvious negative connotations, what's your reaction? Well,
1: it's a funny word because it's actually a word that has real medical significance. And I think, unfortunately, some people throw the word around too much. What we try to focus on is providing people with the screen time uh, set of features with the information about how they're using their device, how they're using their apps, so they can come to their own conclusion right, as to are they happy with the amount of time they're spending in the different areas of, of their device.
0: So there are many features that are part of screen time. What's the one feature, if there is one, that you personally are most excited about?
1: Well, again, for us, information is the cornerstone of what we're doing. Because if you ask people how much they're using their devices, they can only guess. If you ask them how much they're using a particular app or categories of apps, they can only guess. And I will almost guarantee you their guesses are wrong. And so what we wanted to do is provide people with the real information about how much they're using devices, apps, categories of apps, how many notifications they're getting, these things that are very measurable, right? We're measuring them with screen time. It's fascinating when you look at it. And again, I don't think it matches what people would have guessed and I think for some people, it's like, hey, that's okay, that's, I'm, I'm great. And some people, oh, I didn't realize maybe I was spending that much time on social networking or that much time spending, you know, uh, playing games or what have you. Everybody might have their own uh, area that they want to improve upon. But it starts with information, and I think that's our cornerstone.
0: Yes, in fact, uh, many of us at Thrive Global uh, tried out the better version, and every single time we were stunned by how much more time we're spending on a particular app that we are more drawn to uh, than we had estimated. So it is incredibly useful. Yeah,
1: it's like I tell people an analogy. It's kind of like calorie counting, right? If you count the calories that you're consuming, you're probably going to eat better, you know, just by knowing what you're consuming and keeping track of it. And it's the same thing here, right? If you, if you can see on every day that you want to check it or, or wait for your weekly report to come out, you're more cognizant of what you're doing, and, and you probably make better choices as a result.
0: So you actually said something important. The weekly report comes to you automatically, but if you want, you can go in and check every day.
1: Yeah, that's correct. We didn't want to bury this away in some place that people wouldn't be able to use it. So right from the very beginning, when you, when you set up iOS 12 or set up a new iPhone or a new iPad, we will ask you, do you want to turn the screen time feature on? So it isn't something you have to go find. And we will ask you if you want weekly reports. Every week will come out the report that said how much did you use your device, uh, you know, again, on, a, on an average per day. Which apps are using average? How much did you use them for the week? Again, so you don't have to go hunting for this if, if you don't want to. On top of that, as you mentioned, I can go to my settings at any time. Any time of the day, see how much I'm doing that day, how well I'm doing, see how I'm doing for the past seven days. So we really tried to make sure that we made this very easy to use and to find.
0: And to make it clear, you don't have to buy a new iPhone to get screen time. Every iPhone going back to S5 uh, will be able to be updated
1: that's correct. It goes back all the way to the iPhone 5S, which we first shipped uh, back in 2013. So five years ago, uh, when we first introduced that product, uh, you can upgrade to iOS 12, and you get all kinds of great features in iOS 12. It's it's a lot faster, it has incredibly powerful features, and you get screen time as well.
0: So when you update it to iOS 12, what's the process? Are you asked if you want to activate screen time, or is it activated automatically?
1: Correct. You get asked if you want to, if you want to turn it on. Activated.
0: it. So you get to choose... Whether you want to activate, whether you want to start getting weekly reports.
1: Correct. You get to decide that right when you install it. It will ask you for that. So again, it's very easy. As I said, you don't have to go hunting around for it.
0: So you will start getting data of how many people actually choose to have screen time available.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're, we're always very um, big on privacy,
2: mm-hmm. as
1: you know. So what we do is we only know diagnostic information from customers Who allow us to know that? So one of the questions they get asked is, can they share diagnostic level data? You know, which may be, you know, did you turn it on, for instance? And there are no apps, you know, that can tap into that information. As you can imagine, a lot of people would love to know where you're spending your time in your apps uh, that screen time measures. That's information that is available only to you, which is important, right? right? We don't want you to think that. Gosh, you know, I'm, I'm download, the, the social networking app now knows which apps I use, and they can yes. target their advertising appropriately. That's not what we do. We keep that information very private because, again, privacy is a is a big value for Apple and for our customers, and, and we honor and respect that.
0: But what about knowing whether? People turned on screen time, not what they did with it, but just the very fact of on or off.
1: Yeah, and again, as long as somebody's turned on their diagnostics, we can know that. But and that would give us a pretty big sample because a fairly large percentage of our customers do. So we'll have a pretty good idea. As and is percentage that something people,
0: you're going to make public or not?
1: We generally don't get into too much of the details as far as that sort of thing. It's going to be a matter for us to improve the products. Right. Or, or it's really kind of an interesting
0: looking. data point, though because it just shows us how many people in the world want to have more control over their use of technology, which is part of the big conversation we're all having right now, even if we don't know why or Mm -hmm. what they're spending their time on.
1: Well, and that's why I think the vast majority of people will turn it on, because the reality is even just to use the information, which again, I think is really, when you really think about Ariana, it's going to be the vast, vast majority of people are just going to use the information. They're not going to go all the way to the controls, which we do provide, right? But it's going to be the information to see how they're using things. We then created tools to let you do things with that information. And it starts as simply as notifications. You know, One of the things that I was fascinated when I first started using screen time is to see how many notifications I got a day. A lot, (laughs) a lot. And there were certain apps, I won't call them out, that, that begged for my attention a lot through the day, too much. And I knew that. You know, as it, because obviously I'm getting their notifications at some point, I'm going to go to my settings and change that. And you inevitably don't because you have to go dig into settings. Well, one of the things we provide in iOS 12 is the ability to instantly tune, we call it your notifications. So the next time that that app begged for my attention, I was able to right there at the time the notification came in to say, you know what, I still want these notifications, but only delivered to my notification center. I don't want them to buzz my pocket. I don't want them to light up my lock screen. And I was able to make that change right there. And that helps a lot because, again, that's every time I'd get that buzz, I'd pull out my phone and I'd have to go look at it and, and found that that really wasn't necessary for that app. And that allowed me to change it. We also provide more tools to allow you to stay in the moment. Through, again avoiding notifications one of the things that we started a number of years ago was a feature called do not disturb yes. right where you could turn on a feature to say hey don't bug me during this time but it was an on off switch if you turned it on you had to remember to turn it off we extended that a, a couple times one is we gave a schedule to it so you could say hey i sleep between these hours don't you know, send me notifications. Also, when you're driving, it can detect when you're driving. Don't give me notifications because obviously you shouldn't be handling your phone when you're driving. Well, we extended that even further with iOS 12 to allow you to have even more control over do not disturb. For example, I could say do not disturb for the next hour. The nice thing about that is I don't have to remember to turn it back on because sometimes people forget. They're like, why am I not getting my phone calls or why am I not getting my message? So I can literally just say by tapping on the do not disturb and pressing on it, I can say don't disturb me during the hour. Or it knows my calendar. Say don't disturb me while I'm in this critical interview with Ariana. Right? And I don't need those notifications. And again, automatically turns itself on. So it's an ability to stay in that moment. Or maybe I'm having dinner with somebody. Don't bother me during this time. Rather than getting that, oh, my God, I better check that. And so I think that's a really powerful feature. And then, again, the tool that I also mentioned, if you need that further help, we also do allow you to set limits for yourself. To be able to say, I only want to grant myself this much time a day to use this app. And as you start to approach that limit, you'll get a warning that says you're approaching the limit. And as I hit that limit, I can decide, okay, that's it. Or as an adult, I can decide, well, I'll give myself a little bit more time. But we also extend all of this to parents as well, mm-hmm. right? Because one of the things that we don't know for ourselves is how much we're using our devices. We certainly really don't know how much our kids are. So we now offer the ability for parents to turn this on to their kids' devices and for the first time see the real information of how much are their kids using their devices, which apps are they using. And we think for a lot of them that's going to be the first time they can really have an intelligent conversation, with their kids about that. Because it would be nothing but guesses, right? If you don't know how much you're using your own device, you don't know how (laughs) much your kids are. So now they can have a conversation. And I think, again, for the vast majority of folks, that's gonna be the helpful part. But even then, if there's some people who need a little bit extra help, they can put the controls on. But unlike the adult, right, I can put a limit on my kids that they don't get to ignore, right? They'll get the warning they're approaching and then it will stop. And they They won't be as happy more. No, but they can ask me through the software. They can say, hey, you know, they can ask for more time. And one of the things that, hey, maybe the kids have finished their homework and you are say, okay, I'm okay with it, or maybe not, and I can I can decline the request or ignore the request. They can't keep nagging. It won't keep allowing you to, now, 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 no. it just won't allow that. But it's, a really, it's, again, a very comprehensive set of features.
0: There is an article in the Washington Post where a reporter imposed controls on his 9-year-old, and the 9-year-old had a major temper tantrum. So it be I might have started with the conversation <laughs> before
1: I got there. Uh, but, you know, and again, I think that's everybody's going to have their own parenting style. Any of these things I always start better off with the conversation before you go to limits. Um, but we hopefully are providing the mechanism to do both.
0: Now we're going to take a minute to talk with Pete Bills, the vice president of sleep science and research at Sleep Number. So, Pete, fall means it's back to school time. What does the research show about the connection between sleep and school performance?
2: Great question, and I have two teenage daughters. Uh, I've learned more about uh, sleep, watching them turn into wonderful women from children. It really is amazing to see the difference that sleep makes in their performance and development. Uh, You know, there have been a lot of research done over the years Um, A great study done in both Israel and the U.S. shows that there's a direct correlation, controlling for everything else, between scholastic performance and sleep quantity. It's a dose response. It seems like every 10 to 15 minutes of extra sleep that our children get, uh, results in a better grade. So from the difference between an A and a B and a B and a C and a C and a D, um, it, it's really a dose response. So it's it's amazing how just a little bit of sleep change can make a huge difference in their scholastic ability.
0: Thank you so much, Pete. Thank you. This sleep tape was brought to you by Sleep Number. The bed that knows you, senses you, and adjusts to you. Only at sleepnumber.com slash thrive. So what's your own relationship with your iPhone? You mentioned that you were surprised by the amount of notifications. Anything else that surprised you as you've been using? Well, you know, I always
1: remind anybody that these are incredibly powerful tools, right? That we've created with, with iPhones and iPads. And, you know, we just talked about at our event that we about to ship our two billionth iOS device. They've changed our our world and for the better, right? They've changed the way we can learn. They changed the way we work. They changed the way we entertain, how we shop, how we order our transportation, how we stay in touch with one another, how we, you know, use the camera to capture the moments of our lives and share them with one another. They're incredibly powerful, wonderful tools. It's just the fact that sometimes there's some apps or categories of apps that you may use a little bit more than you realize, or maybe you do realize. And we're trying to give you the tools to manage that. For me, again, I, I, I couldn't imagine leaving my home in a morning without my iPhone, I think like most people. But I still found it fascinating to be able to open up the Screen Time app and see where was I spending my time. How much was I picking yes. up my device? How often an hour was I picking up my device? And that information was, uh, again, useful for me to regulate myself as to, you know, the behavior that I want. I didn't need limits, you know. I just needed that information and, like I said, changed my notifications so that the apps were that were bothering me too much, you know, I was able to change that. But, you know, these are incredibly powerful tools We're just giving you the information you need to make the most out of them.
0: But also that point of limiting interruptions and distractions during the day is sort of profoundly important. And we have all the science that shows how... It affects attention span. I mean, our attention span now is apparently shorter than that of the goldfish.
1: (laughs) I hope that's not true. It is true. I want to meet your goldfish. I'll
0: send you the data. I have a very smart goldfish. (laughs) It also affects our ability to do deep work, to stay focused, which, of course, was um, a great point that your founders, Steve Jobs, made again and again the importance to say no, to focus, to mm-hmm. eliminate distractions. So I think it, it can, it's going kind to of have very powerful consequences in terms of mental health, too. I mean, we see, you know, the amount of depression and anxiety that is exacerbated when people use their phones at night which interrupts sleep. And so there are many, many different ways, and it will be fascinating to get the data in one way or another from consumers to see how their lives Mm -hmm. are affected for the better, while, of course, we continue to celebrate the amazing connectivity that has been made possible. But if you think of it, it's only 10 years that this powerful tool Mm -hmm. has been in our hands, so it's not surprising that we are discovering the need for rules of engagement mm-hmm. in dealing with it.
1: Sure. And and you mentioned the nighttime. One of the things that I love about our Do Not Disturb feature during the night now is a lot of people, as you probably know, use their iPhone as their alarm clock. Yes. Right? It sits next to their bedstand. It's what they use to check the time and have an alarm wake them in the morning. Certainly, there was nothing that was more alarming than maybe you reach over, you look at your iPhone to see the time, and you have a text from your boss or from somebody, and now you can't help but either wonder what that is or wake up and and deal with it. So now when you're in Do Not Disturb during that nighttime, we shield those from you, right, so that you're not tempted, provided you turn that on, of course. Uh, You're not tempted to have to look at that text and, and respond to it, which I think is probably going to help all of us have a better night's sleep.
0: (laughs) And you can decide how much time elapses between the time you wake up and notifications are turned back on and texts. Yeah.
1: Again, you get to schedule all of this, Right. right? Which is the important part. Or I can override it. You know, so I can say, hey, I woke up early today on purpose. You know, I'm not going to wait for my, right. you know, my time to elapse. I can just immediately turn off that do not disturb feature. And then all my notifications will show up that came in through the night. So, But I again, see them what I
0: love is that this is so much based on the latest science that shows even if you allow yourself one minute between waking up and beginning to deal with the world's demands on you, it makes a difference for how your, the rest of your day goes.
1: Yeah, I think you know a lot of these things are kind of thing that Apple does. These are difficult issues, and I think the world expects that Apple brings solutions to difficult issues. That's what we do. And we have an incredible engineering and design teams that think hard about these things. As you and I have talked about before, you know, we've been at work on these things for well over a year having our, some of our smartest people figuring out the best way to do these things so that, again, we brought to market a comprehensive set of features that can help a lot of people. And as you talked about, I mean, iOS 12, iOS 12 is available to so many people, to so many devices that it's the sort of thing that I think will have an immediate impact with people.
0: Because you expect normally about 70 to 80% of iPhone users to update, right?
1: Yeah, we'll get hundreds of millions very soon. Right. The upgrade rate is huge with iPhone. It's one of the things that sets us apart from yes. our, our, our competition you know, the other platforms, a lot of the devices will never get updates or very few of them will. And yet we're able to bring new features and new capabilities to so many people. And by the time we get several months into it, we'll, we'll normally get about 80 percent of our base, which is a huge base. That will be on the latest operating system, which I think is fascinating, staggering, right? No other platform can do that uh, the way we can. So this is our ability to expose all kinds of new, new features and capabilities and security updates as well for a massive amount of customers.
0: So as you mentioned, screen time has been in development for a while. And in fact, uh, the, you rolled out parental controls first in 2008, Was there a a reaction to the shareholder's letter about parental controls that kind of accelerated what is available now?
1: (laughs) No, uh, it's interesting because that shareholder... Letter came out around our shareholders meeting right before it, which was February. <laughs> you know, so, I wish I could tell you that we were able to react uh, and build something that this fast. comprehensive and this thought out in such a short order. Because as you know, we delivered it in beta in June. Now, as I said, we've been working on this for well over a year. I mean, we're certainly aware of how people use the devices. We live in the world, yes. right? We can we can see things. Again, we put some pretty smart people on the problem and on the on the topic, I should say, and to come up with something that we think is really great. It's not reactionary. It's what we do. We bring out features that we think are going to help people, and that's just part of what we do.
0: As you've said, you've been working on it for a year. So walk me through a little bit of the genesis of the idea because it's really, in itself, hard for a company that builds iPhones to tell you, hey, there's something to be said for using your iPhone less, (laughs)
1: Well, I I think you've heard Tim talk about it, that in fact, we're in a really unique position to be able to bring solutions here. Our business model doesn't depend on how much you use your devices. We want you to have great experience. That's all we care about, right? And we have customer satisfaction. We just talked about the fact our iPhone 10 customer satisfaction rate is 98%. That comes because we think really hard about how to deliver a great experience, we don't need to make you use it every minute of the day like some apps do because they have an advertising model right. and they're, they're, they make more money by the longer time you spend on it. So we were in a unique position to do something about it. And like I said, so we, we're always focused in on how to create the best experience. As I said, we started this well, well, at this point well over a year ago with the idea that we want to empower people with information. And by the way, I should add that we didn't look at this as, as a kid's thing. We saw this as an everybody's oh, yeah. thing. Right? So we didn't set up out to just create solutions to have parents lock down their kids' devices. It was really about coming up with a solution to give all of us information about how we're using our devices, all of us information about how we're using the apps and categories of apps, and all of us the ability to then manage you know, what we do with our devices based on that information, and then going even further for how we could help parents with their kids. But this is something we saw as something that could help everybody.
0: And as employees presumably started using it as you're in development, did you get any interesting information back from your own Apple employees? No, absolutely.
1: I mean, we, we started using this as employees many, many months ago. And by that, I mean the product team, the the core set of us who work on the products. Like you did and like you expressed, I think all of us were just fascinated by some of the information that we were finding. And that helped hone even... Further, what information we wanted to be able to measure and report you know, for ourselves and for our users. But there was no doubt that we all couldn't wait to every day check it out and see how much were we using things, how much were we using apps, how much were we spending time, more time than we thought. And like I said, everybody had a guess as to how much they do things, and guesses don't usually match the reality. Yeah, now we knew we had a very compelling feature from the moment we started using it ourselves. <laughs>
0: One of our Thrive writers, Stephanie Farrington, who tried the better version, wrote a piece describing it as couples counseling between you and your beloved phone. <laughs> <laughs> Does that ring true?
1: <laughs> well, again, like I said, these are, these are powerful tools that do a lot to help us every day. And again, as, as, as I mentioned earlier, I, I couldn't leave home without it. And we just want to provide people the information to know how are they using it. And that's for them then to decide what is the appropriate amount. But it starts with the information.
0: So one of the features that um, I would love to see is having the auto-reply in Do Not Disturb a kind of extended. We did that when we launched our Thrive app for Android so that... Um, Let's say you're having dinner with your family, you put it on do not disturb and I text you and I get a text back that says jaws is having dinner with his family or however you want to personalize it until such and such a time.
1: It's good feedback. We'll certainly consider it. We have something similar, as you know, with "Do Not Disturb" while driving. Yes,
0: I know. So it's really about we offer
1: people the ability to to offer an auto response that says, "I can't respond right now. I'm driving." So it's certainly a good request. We'll certainly look at it. As it's probably worth saying, we're not done. Right? You know, one of the things that we love about our features is that we're always trying to figure out how to make them better. As I said, we're always trying to figure out how to make the experience better. So we have lots of ideas how we'll take this further in the future. But what's amazing is for version 1.0, if you will, is how complete it is, how comprehensive mm-hmm. it is. But we know there's still lots more that we'll, we'll want to do over time.
0: And also how it balances two different sort of Apple values. You know, one is autonomy, that is your phone and you have the agency to use it the way you want, Who the value of making your life as good as it can be in terms of uh, limiting inter- interruptions, and giving you focus time, etc.
1: Yeah, no, again, it, it, the experience for us is everything. We do so much at both the big level and the detail level to try to make sure that you have an experience with our products that you can't get anywhere else. Like I said, it's not a matter of total time of engagement. It's a matter of having the best engagement. So we saw this as a natural thing for us to want to do and to try to do right. And I said we're very pleased with where, where we're at, but we're going to keep making it better and better.
0: Have you gotten any feedback from users of what they are doing with their reclaimed time?
1: <laughs> ah. <laughs> well, it's 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 we've had it in a, in a beta program, and so we've had millions of people using it in beta. The reaction has been incredibly positive. You know, which you know you, we always hope and you know see what people just but just like you and your writers, people have been really appreciative. I think of the feature. And understanding more about how they're using the devices. They don't report back to us what they're doing with their extra (laughs) time. But maybe for a lot of people, they're not changing the amount of time. Mm -hmm. You know, they do things. Again, I think it's for you to decide if you're using any apps for too much time. And then for you to decide what to do with it.
0: So we will be asking our users to let us know what they are doing with their reclaim time mm-hmm. and write about it or send us pictures or do videos that
1: sounds fun so i'll
0: send it to you to let please you... <laughs> please do I,
1: I can't wait to hear
0: you can include it in all <laughs> your data points <laughs> and also it'll be interesting to get feedback from children's and teens you know because i'm sure it will range from the 9 year old through a temper tantrum to others who suddenly begin to have more energy and more focus and
1: well, and more awareness, because again, awareness. I think just like any of us, I don't, I'm not sure teens know how much they're using their different apps as well. And I think this is, again, information that was going to be useful for them. You know, there's been surveys recently, the kids are aware of this, you know, as they should be. And again, we're going to give them more tools to help them have even better awareness and then to perhaps do something about it.
0: Yes. And it's definitely a better alternative than what we have, what some students are doing. We had a... Um, a student who just graduated from Northwest and who wrote a piece for us saying how he switched to a flip phone ah. because, because he could not deal with his growing addiction. So now he can have a different way to deal yeah, with it. Yeah, I think it. there's probably less extreme
1: <laughs> things you can do than that. Hopefully people aren't making too much fun of him. Yes. <laughs>
0: um, no, in, in, in many ways um, what is interesting is that people... Um, commented very positively because they felt he really took charge and did something dramatic while they were just suffering the consequences
1: (laughs) yeah again i I go back ariana to the point that these are incredibly powerful tools both of us right can you imagine leaving a home without your iphone no it because why because we do things with them i actually Um, have three well, see, I love because, that. Because
0: um, the reason I have three is because um, they're on different providers. Because, you know, unfortunately, there are some areas where Verizon is better, some areas where AT&T is better, and some areas where T-Mobile is better.
1: Well, you're, you're <laughs> going to love our new iPhones because we've offered now, as a capability that will be coming to the new iPhones a little bit later this year, dual SIM capability.
0: Oh, I love so that. So you can
1: actually have um, multiple plans. On the same device, so on the same iPhone. So I think I think you may like that feature. And
0: last night I lost one of my three iPhones
1: oh, no. on my
0: flight um, from um, Las Vegas to San Francisco. But thanks to Find My Phone feature,
1: love that. Uh,
0: I found it today at Vancouver Airport. <laughs> wow!
1: And were you able to get it? And it, it returned? is
0: being FedExed oh, to my beautiful. home in LA, and I'll have it tomorrow.
1: <laughs> I love hearing those stories. Yeah, Find My iPhone has been such an incredible Find My iPhone
0: is a miracle. It really is. They actually show you a picture of where exactly it is in the Vancouver airport.
1: Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it?
0: (laughs) Yes. It is absolutely amazing. So here's my last question. Okay. At Thrive, we have certain rules in the office about phone use. For example, all our meetings are device-free meetings. So people cannot use their devices because we have found that it leads to people not being fully present. If if there is a moment of boredom, I try to make our meetings interesting, but <laughs> <sometimes> <laughs> well, theoretically, I if there was a moment of boredom. Theoretically. Yes. If there is a moment of boredom, you know, people immediately go check their texts or update their mm-hmm. Facebook. So do you have any practices here?
1: Uh, no, we just try to keep our meetings so interesting that you wouldn't want to have to do that. Uh, but again, that's one of the cool things I, I've talked about is we now have the ability for the do not disturb to simply go, go to control center, you know, tap on the do not disturb button, hold it down. And you'll be able to say, while I'm in Ariana's meeting, don't disturb me or don't disturb me for the next hour. So I think that jives pretty well with what you're asking for. That way they can actually just still keep it in their pocket and not have that extra temptation of the buzz or the chirp that says that somebody wants their attention.
0: Jos, thank you so much. This was really incredibly helpful, and I know all our listeners are going to learn a lot, both about what led you to create screen time and how to use it most effectively.
1: Thank you, thank and, you. And, and you've been a great help when we talked to you months ago, showing you our feature, and we'd love to keep getting your feedback and your, your listeners as well as to ways that we can make it better over time.
0: Fantastic, promise to do so. Thank so thank you so much, everyone. Be sure to subscribe to the Thrive Global podcast with iHeartRadio on your favorite podcast app, and stay tuned to thriveglobal.com for updates on new episodes and for tips tips about how to keep thriving. Awesome. Thank, thank you. you.
1: Thank you very much.
0: And also thank you to our sponsor, Sleep Number. If you're not sleeping well, it could be your mattress. The Sleep Number bed knows, senses, and automatically adjusts to keep you sleeping comfortably. This is not a bed. It's proven quality sleep. Discover the difference at sleepnumber.com thrive.